Thanks, man. <laughs> that was awesome, man. That was all I got. That was exciting, man. I love Pastor. Like he's a cool. Every time we, every time I come here, he takes me out to eat. We do some good food every time. We got some wings. Um, he took me to uh, what was that? Hooters. That was great, dude. Thanks for taking me there. That was pretty cool. Everybody knew him too. <laughs> hey, Pastor, how you doing? <laughs> I was just playing. I miss jokes. I'm going to do jokes. I don't know if y'all know that or not. I'm going to do jokes. <laughs> I love Oklahoma. I got, I mean, like, I really, really do. I just, I, I do. For real, every time I come here, I get mad love from people. It's so cool. Um, the joke's not going to start immediately. You got your arms folded, man. You still judging me? What's going on, man? <laughs> it's okay if you're more comfortable. It's cool. Yo, y'all together? You Cool, she's cute, man. She got dimples. Love dimples on women. Love dimples on women. Only in the front. Let me say that, though. Let me say that. <laughs> Did he say that at church? Where are we? This is awesome, man. So I'm going to talk about some different stuff. We're going to have some fun. We're going to laugh and stuff. What else? Um, I'll probably mention my family. A lot of times when anybody with any level of celebrity talk about their family. You notice how they rarely show you an actual picture of their family? Because they want to be all private and stuff. I'm not like that at all. Um, I actually brought a picture of my family. I think we got a picture, so. <laughs> so yeah, there you go. So, um, <clears throat> just so you have a reference point, it's cool. No, actually I have five kids. I got five amazing kids and uh, and I travel a lot, you know, so I can see them all. So um, that's kind of important. I'm just playing, man. I don't see them. No, it's cool having five kids. I love it, man. And uh, when you got a big family, you got to figure out ways to save money. So we want to get a family picture. We want to get a family portrait taken. And that stuff is expensive. So what we did was we all got in the front seat of the car. We looked both ways and ran a red light. That's what we did. So, picture showed up two weeks later in the mail. It was awesome. <laughs> it's not really, don't try that. I'm just saying. It's a couple people were like, huh. Doesn't really work that well. We have, a, we have a stretch in kids. We have one just getting out of Pampers and we got one in college. Right, so, actually, it's the same one. She's real smart. And we have a stretch like that. This is what we did. Like, um, when, as a comedian, a dad gets to see stuff and notice stuff. That, like, we bought a, a toddler bed for our daughter. We bought her a toddler bed, and it came with a 20-year warranty. I'm just going to wait a few years, and then I'm going to take it back. They're going to be like, what's wrong? I'm going to be like, yo, it don't fit. Like, a 20-year warranty for a toddler bed? This is hilarious to me. And then teenagers, I know some of y'all got teenagers. That stuff could be a lot of work. Parents, you ever want to, you ever want to sit your teenager down? You ever want to sit them down? You ever, you ever want to break up with them? <laughs> you just sit them down and be like, listen, um, I've been thinking. <laughs> and maybe, maybe it would be best if we were just friends. <laughs> no, 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 it's not me. It's you, really. <laughs> no, no, I'm not seeing any other kids. I'm not ready. But if you want to see some other parents, you know, go right ahead. You know, just give us our stuff back and we'll call it even, you know. That stuff is some work, man. 
My son, when he was nine years old, he asked me to buy him a pet fish. He's nine. This is not going to work out for the fish. I already know. As soon as we go to the pet store, the young, small fish are all excited. They're swimming all fast. It's almost like they're showing off for my son. Like, pick me, pick me, pick me. The older, wise fish, they're not even making eye contact with him. My son picks one of the older wise fish. He's like, Dad, I want that one right there. And for real, the fish goes like this. My son was like, Dad, is that fish close to death? I was like, I think he knows it. <laughs> I didn't have really a lot of pets when I was a kid. I had a pet fly. That's what I had, I had a pet fly. Yeah. And I didn't want him to get away, right? so I pulled his wings off. And I named him Walker. Because <laughs> he ain't a fly no more. I can't call him Fly. People texting and stuff on that's so cool. Facebook, if you hear something great that I say, you can send it out. That's cool. Uh, I ain't tripping. Just make sure you hear it first. Don't mess it up. He said he had a fly. Send. That is whack. Get the joke right. That's all I'm saying. Just get it right. So I love sitting back and paying attention to people. Um, oh, I was going to tell you about this. Have you ever heard the phrase... Um, some people say it all the time. They say, boy, I wish I could have been a fly in the room. That's what they say. Every time I hear that, I think, and then what? People say that so they can hear the information that was in the room. Listen, flies don't have ears. You need to be a fly in the room that can read lips. <laughs> and even if you get the information, what are you going to do with it? You still a fly. Nobody listens to a fly. We have swatters. Nobody cares. You're a fly. You made a bad decision with your life. You only got three days to live. Because that's how long a fly. I'm not going to explain. Here, just do the research. Now, my kids want a dog. Anybody here got a dog? Who's got a dog? Cool. You got a dog? What's your dog's name? Coma. Kuma. You just changed it. All right, cool, man. His name is Kuma? How you come up with Kuma? It means black bear in Japanese. So it's a big black dog and you name Akuma. It's awesome. I'm slightly offended right now. <laughs> I don't know what to do with that information. <laughs> that is awesome. Kuma, that's so cool. Y'all know if this dude see you later on, he'd be like, yo, what's up, Kuma? How you doing? You know what he's saying. Who else? Somebody else got a dog? What's your dog's name? Comet. Okay. <laughs> How you come up with Comet? He got him for Christmas. So that's one of Santa's reindeer. Your kids named him. Yeah, start there next time, okay? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Please do. Otherwise. It was awesome. Anybody got a dog named Coco? Who got a dog named Coco? It's always one white person with a dog named Coco. It's always one. <laughs> I don't know what to name my dog. I just don't want a regular dog name, so I'm thinking about naming my dog something very useful like Nana. 
Hear me out. A dog named Nana is useful. Your friend calls you up and they're like, hey, I need you to help me move to the ninth floor of my apartment building. To which I could reply, ooh, I'd love to, but I got to take Nana for a walk. <laughs> right? You meet a girl, you know she likes sensitive men. Right? You could be like, hey, can I take you out next Saturday? Maybe 7.30 after I'm done feeding Nana. So you got to be careful because people will forget. You will forget that your dog's name is Nana and people don't know. You'll get mad at a dog. Be like, ooh, dog on Nana? Chewed up my shoes and peed on the couch. <laughs> She's getting old, man. Think I'm going to have to put her down, yo. So I love doing comedy. This is what I get to do, man. I get to do comedy and it's amazing. Like I perform at the casinos, perform at the, the clubs. Theaters and churches, churches. I couldn't laugh at church when I was a kid. When I was seven years old, you couldn't laugh at no church. It was a lot to laugh at, but you couldn't do it out loud. <laughs> so church was not fun to me at all. It just wasn't fun. My grandmother used to force me to go. I had these tight shoes on, these tight clothes. None of it fit, and we was there for six hours. And then it felt like it's time to go, and they'd be like, we're just going in the basement and had lunch and come back up. It wasn't lunch, it was like peanut butter and jelly on some white bread that had been sitting down there before Jesus died. <laughs> oh, stuff was miserable. Then afterwards, they'd be like, after this, we gonna go, we can go into the sister church. I don't even like the brother church. <laughs> I ain't said it out loud. Stuff was miserable, seven years old, going to the church. Dude was on stage, mad at everybody, screaming. I used to think people were scared of him, right? Because he had a Bible in his hand. He played like he was going to throw it at people. And everybody would be scared. They'd be like, hey, man, hey, man. I realize now they were saying amen. I didn't know. <laughs> I was seven years old. Man. I turned 14 years old. Instead of forcing me to go to church, my grandmother asked me if I wanted to go. She gave me the option to go. I was like, let me think about it. Nope. <laughs> I ain't going to no church. This stuff is miserable. So I decided I ain't going to go. A little while later, a few months later, a year later, me and a friend made a pact that we wouldn't curse anymore. I don't know nothing about Jesus. I ain't, ain't going to say that I was 27. I didn't know nothing about Jesus. Just me and a friend made a pact that we wouldn't curse anymore. If he heard me curse, he could hit me in the chest as hard as he wanted to and vice versa. Retrospect, that was God set me up to do what I do now. Also, right around 14, I realized that I was having a problem reading. I know I should have noticed it earlier, but I wasn't paying no attention. So I couldn't read like everybody else around me. Like, I, I was really struggling with reading. Now, as a grown man, I read just fine. Like those signs over the door to say, excite. Like, I can read that. <laughs> so what I would do out of survival is I would come up with ways to look at words to figure out what it was because I couldn't sound it out and figure it out like normal people. I just couldn't do it. So if I saw a word, I would struggle with it. And I came up with seven different ways to look at one word to determine what it was. At least seven different ways. I would look at the font size, the color, the positioning, what's in front of it, what's behind it, how people are responding to it. I would do all this in a matter of seconds, really out of survival, to figure out what this word was. Because I didn't want people to know that I was having a problem reading. I didn't want them to know. Then I got really, really good at it to the point where people didn't even know. Then in high school, it got to the point where I wouldn't just look at words seven different ways. I would look at people and situations seven different ways almost immediately. All this time, I was thinking something was wrong with me. God didn't know what he was doing when he made me. Something, something ain't right. I'm, I'm stupid. I had all sorts of thoughts. Those were from the devil. The truth is, is God was using that 
to strengthen me for what I do now because that's the primary place where I pull my comedy from. You look at things one way, I got seven different possibilities almost immediately. So listen, there's some people in here, you feel like you've been dealt a, a bad hand, you've been through some stuff, you've never met your dad before. This stuff is only preparing you. It's only strengthening you so you can lift up the trophy that God has for you. Other than that, you wouldn't be in a position, you wouldn't be strong enough to lift it. So what happens now is I'll sometimes get these, uh, I'll get like these, these random thoughts because I'll see something, it'll trigger a thought. Sometimes it's funny, then I want to share the thoughts. So what I thought I'd do is I'll share with you my random thoughts and also share with you another talent that I have. People didn't even know I had this talent to play the keyboard. <laughs> Thanks, fellas. Appreciate it, man. It's awesome. I'm in the South. I got two white dudes working for me. I love this, man. <laughs> yes. Cool. Thanks, man. Appreciate you, you guys. So I'm gonna, these are Michael Jr.'s random thoughts. Now, let me explain to you how this works. I'm just going to hit you with some random thoughts. That's all I'm going to do. And if you enjoy a thought, if you like it, go ahead and laugh. Enjoy the thought. But if you don't get the thought, just move on or you'll miss the next thought. You don't want to be three thoughts behind because that's just bad. So just enjoy. Michael, you better make a decision, dude. <laughs> He's rolling back up. I thought it was that comment I made. He was coming back with some, with some shackles or something. I didn't know what he was I didn't know what he was doing. I was like, you better back up, man. I'm, before I go Koba on you. Wait, what's the name of your? Koba, yeah. I'm going to mess around and go Koba on you. Rawr! All right, so these are Michael Jr.'s random thoughts. These are just random thoughts. I'm going to play now. These are just random, random thoughts. These are just random thoughts, okay? They're just random. If you enjoy a thought, go ahead and laugh, but they're just random thoughts. Why are stay-at-home moms always gone? If a woman gets pregnant in Vegas, does the baby have to stay there? I've noticed that no one seems to care about the outer city youth. Take your time, man. It's okay. If a baby comes out with an afro, is that considered natural childbirth? Is the word tofu short for try to fool you? When it comes to sharks, what's so great about the white ones? <laughs> it's one of my favorites, actually. Should Dave Ramsey's website take credit cards? Listen, I didn't say it did. I'm just asking a question, okay? I once met a woman who had one callus on her foot. Does that make her a unicorn? Take your time, it's cool, it's cool, it's cool. Do vegetarians really love animals as much as I do? 
If God didn't want to see animals, why'd he make them out of meat? Can I call a white duck a quacker? Listen, why are the white people laughing harder than the black people right now? <laughs> why are there no mirrors in the self-checkout? You know, they say 85% of people admit that they're not good at math. I'm sure there's people in the audience right now saying, wow. I'm glad I'm part of the other 22%. <laughs> I've noticed that no one seems to care about the outer city youth. Thought I'd give you another chance. I guess it's not gonna work out. Huh? When I was a kid, I used to think a zebra was for a really large woman. Maybe when you get in your car, maybe when you get in your car, that was gonna pop and be like, oh, <laughs> I got it, I got it. There it is right there, there it is right there. <laughs> I, was just, I was just waiting on you, I was just waiting on you, that's all. And finally, if God clapped his hands, wouldn't that make a big bang? just a theory. Thank you very much. Those are Michael Jr.'s random thoughts. Thank you so much. <laughs> you guys are awesome. This is what you gotta catch. Yo, all them random thoughts, all them random thoughts that go through my mind, the funny ones, the strategic ones, the clever ones, the ones that just make me think about different ways to do stuff. I don't get them if I hadn't been practicing. Like I, I've been practicing all these years, whether I knew it or not. There's something for you to do, and you've been practicing it. You've been, you've been preparing for it without even knowing it, but you've been calling it uh, a handicap. You've been saying you were dealt a wrong hand. But no, it was preparing you for some greatness that you're supposed to be doing. It's just a matter of how you're looking at it. God, is going, God works out the good in all things for those who love him. Like, flat out. So, oh, let me say this before I uh, move on. I'm excited I can stand here and tell you guys, um, it's been over two years since I've had a cigarette. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Actually, um, actually, it's, it's been a little longer. Um, I've never had a cigarette before. So, yeah, yeah. It's interesting how everybody can clap for two years, but uh, nothing for a lifetime. That's awesome. Thank you, Christians. Thank you, Christians, really. <laughs> That's one of my favorite jokes. That's one of my favorite jokes. I do talk about different races, but I think it's, I think it's funny. I think it's cool. I think if... I think the more we can laugh at our differences, the less important they become. I just, I just flat out do. Um, and I'm not racist at all. Like, some of my best friends are black. Let me just say that, you know? Um, so I like to do a PSA to all my white friends who are out there and who are watching at the other campus. I love to do a public service announcement. And I uh, basically release my white friends from something that you guys do. 
I'm going to release you from doing it. You never have to do it again. I'm just, I'm giving you permission to never have to do this again. You do it. You don't even know you're doing it or you're doing it because you don't know what else to do. So I'm going to release you from it right now. The next time you see a black person for the first time, you don't have to let that black person know that you know another black person. <laughs> you don't have to do it no more. It's okay. It's okay. And it's never clever. It's always random. Like, man, this is good weather we're having, isn't it? My friend Shaquita would love this weather. <laughs> we know Shaquita Black. That ain't no white name. <laughs> Thanks for your help. So I love sitting back and paying attention. Oh, growing up, we grew up, I was, we grew up in the hood uh, for this next joke. Uh, um, we did, we grew up in the hood, it was like rough. Like if you wanted a pizza delivered, the police had to bring it. It was called Popo John's. That was the name of the place. Some of y'all don't know what the Popo is. You gotta... What is the Popo? We played games, though, as, as kids. We played games, but it got a little rougher. So remember the game Slugbug? You would play Slugbug? You see a friend, a Volkswagen, you get the blame, you just hit them for no reason. In my neighborhood, they added to the game. We played uh, Uppercut Fire Truck. You ever played that one? <laughs> or Body Slam Minivan? You know? Yeah, it was, a little, it was a little rougher where I came from. So I love sitting back and watching people. Social media, I got them on Facebook, I'm on Twitter. You guys should follow me. I love. Like, I'll hit you with funny all day long, and then all of a sudden, God will be like, yo, hit him with this. So you can have some funny in your pocket by following. Some people don't understand social media as much as they probably should. It's a little strange. They don't know how to have regular conversations. Like, I had a dude walk up to me after a show. He was like, hey, Michael Jr., um, can you like me? I don't know, dude. Anybody else like you? He's like, well, not as many people as I want. I was like, maybe it's your approach. He said, well, if you like me, I'll follow you. I was like, back up. That's your problem right there. <laughs> she followed me around. So Facebook and Twitter is cool. Oh, I got some other cool stuff I want to tell you about. I got a, uh, I have a CD called uh, Michael Jr. Funny for a Reason. It's like 45 minutes of funny. The last track is a three-minute salvation prompting message. So what you do is get something for yourself, but then get something for your friends and coworkers who don't know. Be like, hey, listen to this. <laughs> Welcome to the kingdom. So that's pretty cool. <laughs> then I wrote a children's book. It's so cool. I wrote a children's book because when I was a kid, I couldn't even read one. But now I wrote one. Don't worry. We spell checked it. It's all good. It's spell checked. So and the book is about it. The book is pretty cool. It teaches kids the importance of uh, working together. It's about a little girl named Gracie, the car star. Car parts stop working in the car, and then, anyway, it's a cool book. I'm not going to explain the whole thing. Then I just, this isn't even in stores yet. Uh, it's called Michael Jr. Funny Fool. Nope, that's not it. It's called Laughing on Purpose. It's my new DVD comedy special. It's like 90 minutes or 70 minutes of comedy. It's pretty cool. And then I got this, which I should tell you guys about. I will tell you about this. But I don't know. So this one I'm doing, if you buy all three, you get the new DVD for free. It's pretty hot. It's just rhyme. That's why I said it like that. <laughs> so Comedy Road, Let's Travel, let me tell you what happens with that. There's a club in Los Angeles that's really, really hard to get into. Um, it's really hard. Like, this is like the top club in the, in the country. I want to say the world, but I haven't been to all the clubs in the world. So, 
But this club in particular is really hard to get into. So the way I got into this club is a comedian named George Wallace takes me into the Comedy and Magic Club. That's the name of the place. In the green room, when I walk in, if you don't know who George Wallace is, first of all, he's hilarious. He does a joke where he says he was in China and he bought a pair of shoes and he looked at the bottom of them and it said, made right around the corner. So George Wallace takes me into the County Magic Club. In the green room, when I walk in, is Gary Shanley, Jay Leno, now George Wallace. These are some soldiers in comedy. I'm brand new in town. As soon as I walk in, and I'm like, oh, snap. And then they're working on a joke at the time. You guys may remember a football player got hit in, hit in the eye with a flag. Anybody remember that? And he was suing the league for like $400 million. Now Jay Leno, Gary Shanley, George Wallace are all helping Jay Leno. I mean, they're working on a joke for Jay Leno's monologue for The Tonight Show. I ain't saying nothing. I'm just happy to be in the room. But your gift will make room for you. So I'm sitting in there, and they're working on the joke, and then they got quiet, and they looked at me. And I was like, oh, snap. This is an opportunity. So I was like, all right, let me see if I got this right. He got hit in the eye with a flag. He lost his vision in one eye, and he was suing the league for $400 million. Oh. He not going to see half of it. For real. That's what you got to catch. I don't get there. There's no way I can come up with that joke that fast, that precise, with that timing, had not I been practicing, whether I knew it or not. So again, there's some people in here. You've been through some stuff, but you're probably going to meet a person at work or somewhere who needs to hear a portion of your story. But if you're complaining about the story at work, that person is not going to be there. They're not going to approach you. You won't be where you need to be. That was extra. That was pretty cool. I've never said that before. I should write that down, actually. <laughs> you have to be sensitive. Everybody has a gift. You have a talent. There's, there's things that other people need that you have. And we can't be concerned with what's on the bottom of the invoice. We have to listen to what we're hearing from the invoice. Okay, I'm, all right, I'm going to move on. I've noticed that no one seems to care about the outer city youth. I'm just, <laughs> this is, okay, so now I'm in the club. I'm not only in the club, I'm a headliner club on a regular basis. Like, I can, like I'm at the club, I'm, Leno likes me, I'm doing a Tonight Show, cool stuff is cracking, right? And then um, I feel like there's more to this, like there's more than I'm supposed to do. So I'm doing a show one night and I, at the club and... Uh, in fact, I'm driving, I'm driving my car in Inglewood, and there's a, there's a scripture in the Bible somewhere. I don't know where it's at. Um, no, nah, it's Proverbs 17:22 that says, A merry heart does good like a medicine. Everybody's heard that before or something. I've heard it, I don't know how many times. People throw it at me like, I don't know. And then one time I was thinking about that. I was driving down the street. I was in Inglewood, and God said, If a merry heart is good like a medicine, why don't you take it to the sick? I was like, ooh, because God will do that. He'll just, he'll just stab on you real quick. Like, you think you're doing something. He's like, wow, he just hits you. Not no, well, whatever. That's how you do me, because we cool like that. <laughs> you think you're doing some stuff, and then he'll be like, check it. This is what I want you to do, and it'll challenge you. So what this means for me is I need to go do comedy for people who really need to laugh, not just people who can afford to laugh. Don't be concerned with what's on the bottom of the invoice. But what are you hearing from the invoice? So I'll go ahead. Thanks.
So I start doing the shows. So basically what happened is I got a change in mindset. Romans 12, 2, be not conformed to the ways of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Normally when a comedian gets on stage, he wants to get laughs from people. God said, no, I want you to go up there and give them an opportunity to laugh. Very small adjustment, huge for me, because now I'm not looking to take. I have a gift, I'm looking to give it to you, and the pressure is off. If you have a gift for someone, your job is to present the gift. If they take it, great. If they don't, great. You have done what you're supposed to do. And God is like, well done. So I had this change in mindset to give laughter instead of getting it. What's a change in mindset? It's a fixed a mindset is a fixed mental attitude that predetermines a person's response or interpretation to a situation. You get cut off in traffic, we already know what you're going to do. You see a, tra a sign that said there's an accident ahead, now you mad. Oh, I'll be late for work. A change in mindset, you start to pray because there's an accident ahead. So it's about a change in mindset. So I changed my mindset and I realized I need to do shows in other places. So we go to homeless shelters and all this stuff. We go to a prison in the state of Washington. We walk into this prison. I'm scared for real. These are grown men doing real time. I'm going there to do jokes and leave, hopefully. As <laughs> Soon as I walk in, the warden takes my belt from me. He's like, you can't have a belt. Somebody might try to hang you. I'm like, can't they just boo me or something? Why I gotta hang me? I'm in prison, my pants loose. This is a bad idea, man. This is a bad idea, yo. I'm just saying, yo, I got seven different ways to look at this. So I'm scared for real. I'm walking in, pants all loose. Bars are opening in front of me. When you go into prison, the bars open in front of you. You take a few steps, they close behind you. They open in front of you. They Some of y'all already know what I'm talking about. I don't gotta explain. So I'm scared, I'm walking in, I need a joke immediately. They need to like me immediately, but not too much, you know? <laughs> so I'm walking in and the, and the bars are opening, I need a joke, I got nothing, I got no joke, I got nothing, seven different ways to nothing. One joke popped up, but I wasn't gonna start with it. I was gonna be like, you know, you guys are a captive audience. <laughs> I just wanna say that, you know? <laughs> but I didn't feel like I should start with that. I didn't feel like it was why. So I got nothing. I don't know what I'm going to say. I remember walking in and there's no stage. Like the prisoners are right here. There's no stage. There's not any glass. We're not doing comedy on the phone. <laughs> I miss you. <laughs> no, they are right here. I walk in, all of them got on pink jumpsuits. So what? I ain't saying nothing about them jumpsuits. <laughs> I got nothing. I don't know what I'm going to say. I remember walking in, I put my right foot down. This is my last step right here. I put this right foot down, I got nothing, I don't know what I'm gonna say. I bring this foot over, I still have nothing to say, and I settle this foot and I look, and for real, sitting right up front is a white dude with a white beard named Moses. I was like, thanks, Lord. <laughs> so I looked at Moses, and when I said these words, the place exploded and laughed, we had an amazing time. I said, Moses, this is what I want you to do. When you see the prison warden, I want you to look him in his eye. I want you to look him right in his eye, and I want you to say, let my people go. <laughs> For real. It's a couple things you got to catch. I don't get there. There's no way I come up with that line or no way I'm prepared if I hadn't been practicing. Just like you're practicing, just like you have practice. Another thing you got to catch. 
I didn't know what I was going to do or what I was going to say until I got my feet where they needed to be. So you won't see the entire path of what God wants you to do. You're just not going to see the whole thing. If you can see the whole path, that's just your path. That's not God's. It's going to take faith to get it done. 